With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. starting Where soon are we? We're nowhere to be found. But here we are. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to the Geek First Podcast. And you know what that means. It's time for a good time. It's episode five. No, not yet. 453. I am the Clown Prince of Podcast. 22 days away from the Batman. Trust now. I'm joined by the baby blue Taylor Field. 
Baby blue. So I, I you know, usually we get right into it and stuff and we will, but I, I gotta tell a story here what we were just talking about on air. So I finish, you know, putting the kids to sleep and I'm like, Oh, I can start at this time and Taylor's like, Oh, you know what? I'll be ready for eight. So okay. I'm like, that that's fine, be ready for eight. And then this guy, he's he's like, Oh, where's the peacemaker room? People that use stream yards, you know what we're talking about. Where's the peacemaker room? I go, Oh, we're doing news first. So I figured out he did not make it at eight. I figured out what he was gonna be doing is going to be making the news thumbnail while I was talking during Peacemaker, but I flipped the script on him and no, it, it's news. I first. did not receive the memo that Peacemaker was to be re- talked about after. I thought we were doing the Peacemaker cast first, so I made the Peacemaker thumbnails first. You just like why did you uh, think Peacemaker was first? Because you had a fifty fifty percent shot. So I'm not saying you're wrong, but why did you think that was first? I just figured a review would come first. Just get it out there. Just get get a lot it. A DC there. fanboys want to be talking about. Yeah, they're so. they're breaking down the door but uh yeah ladies and gentlemen we got lots of stuff going on right now we just had the golden geeks a nearly four hour cast so check that out and for patrons i'm going to give you the weekend and on monday you guys have to decide one of our categories i won't say who it is but in the best villain there was a tie and the new rule is if the host cannot agree on the nominees we leave it to the patrons what is that you gotta go listen to find out but monday i'll drop that and then soon throughout the next few months or weeks you're going to be voting for the mcu golden geeks and the regular golden geeks and then yeah you guys we have our gv winner that we say all oh, these people we vote for but the overall winner we started this last year is for the patrons because you guys support us and maybe i'll b- jump in line first here you guys support us and things like side quests things like us doing multiple newscasts and a golden geeks comic versions all the extra content we do you guys guys make it so we can do that so we can like for myself use time off of work things like that to justify or actually have time to do all this stuff because uh like i said we just did a three-hour one and we're about to do this we're about to do peacemaker review so lots of stuff's going on so we appreciate everyone that supports us on patreon it means the world we thank you very much for your support and you get stuff in return not only more content but ad free exclusive and early episodes so i hope that you will uh give it a chance uh That'd be great. Uh, Taylor Field, where could they find uh, everything we do, whether we're talking about Patreon, whether we're talking about Manscaped, what it may be, where can they find it? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find us with your internet connection in the search bar. Geekverse.ca is our home base. Geekverse cast on our Twitter and Geekverse on our Facebook. That's true. And yeah, as always, head down to the links below and everything we do there, video, audio, how to find us, where the reviews. Taylor has made it so you can, uh, the Discord link never changes now. And a big shout out to everyone jumping in there because we have um, quite a few members that have joined the past few weeks and it's good too. We just have conversations. It's us, other GV hosts, other GUA hosts. We have a really good time in there. It's it's fun. It's like, uh, especially when shows are dropping, it's good to get a gauge on everybody. And, and it's great too because people are always watching at different times. So right when you think the uh, Boba Fett conversation is done, no, somebody just saw it. Oh, no, somebody just saw it. And, and honestly, it's just a happy time because people are, you know, getting ready to see the Batman. So it's a good time. I think I'll tease this. I haven't confirmed this, confirmed this, but I will still tease this that um, uh, I think what was that date I was throwing out there? It's looking like, so patrons, it's looking like February 27th, the Sunday morning, is going to be our next after nine. So that'll probably be like a 9 a.m. PST or something like that. But as always, we go back and forth. So we're going to do one right before the Batman. And then I don't know if it'll be the same weekend, but we'll do one right after the Batman as well because I know everyone wants to talk about that. So that's the next one. And that's why I joined Patreon because the phase two tier up, you get that. So let's talk about some news if I can 
find my laptop to close uh let's talk about some news we got a lot we originally weren't even gonna be planning to do a newscast again but there's just so much and then we got super bowl this sunday so yeah as always now also he's he promoted the twitter go there because on twitter i will put out the schedule for the week we will be for the next newscast it's gonna be with myself kirkland dylan we're gonna be breaking down the super bowl trailer so there's a lot of them right now you got Jurassic World was rumored. I think they're going to probably have like a TV spot. We're going to talk about that tonight. Doctor Strange is rumored. Moon Knight is rumored. Lord of the Rings is happening. Um, nope. Uh, Jordan Peele's new movie. There's more stuff. So, uh, And then The Rock tomorrow is dropping a one-minute preview for DC Heroes. So just I don't know what that means. So we got lots of stuff to talk about. So that'll be dropping on the Monday for the Eye Listeners live Sunday. So, yeah, Taylor Field. We have, you know, I feel like ever since Star Wars has been bought, you know, once they start to do, oh, we're not just doing the sequels, we're going to do other movies, prequel movies, stuff like that, anthologies or Star Wars stories at the time. You know, we got Rogue One, we got Solo, and that was kind of it, and everyone was waiting, when are we going to get Obi-Wan, when we get Obi-Wan? And there was all these rumors for years, everything like that. There was at time a rumored movie that fell apart that's kind of rumored to transform into what we are getting now in a couple months. Uh, Obi-Wan. I guess it's just called Kenobi, right? Is that the official title? It's just Kenobi, right? I think the show? Uh, I think it is just Kenobi. Yeah, the poster will say. so. It's called... Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is it actually called Obi-Wan Kenobi? I see Obi-Wan Kenobi on okay. this poster. Fair enough. No, that makes sense. It's fine. I don't doesn't need a great title or anything. That's it's very simple. Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know. Great. Get to the point. So we've been waiting obviously a few years ago. So confirmed. It's been shooting. COVID, other delays, but it's finally here. It used to just be called Kenobi S Bub says. So. Okay, there we go. So we have gotten a few things now. We have gotten the date and we've gotten the poster. So Taylor Field, one, are you excited? I know you are, but are you excited now? We we are in grass. It's like other, you know, there was a time where the Disney Plus shows in COVID, it was like, oh, it might come out this month, it might come out this month. But most of the time when they got a date, I don't think anyone is, and maybe someone let me know, even S-Bubs, if you would know this. I don't think there's been any Disney Plus Marvel or Star Wars show that got a date and got delayed so i feel like we are we officially were safe to say that Mar- uh what is it may 24th or 25th 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 yeah because it's like what is it the 30 or 40 year anniversary of obi-wan and new hope and stuff like that so may 25th it is happening obi-wan kenobi taylor field what do you think about the date what do you think about the show what do you think about the poster because there's uh there's something i learned about the poster today that's very cool that i did not know yesterday but i learned it today i'm interested to see if you know it as well I think we're. I think I know what you're gonna reference, and if it is, I'm gonna kind of fight you on it. If it's the same thing, um, yeah. So I, I'm. I just. I've been waiting for a trailer for this bloody show like for a long time. <laughs> just to get the poster was like the ultimate tease because like it's mm-hmm. it looks great, and I don't want to. I don't want to say like I. I'm Uh-oh. not tired of Tatooine, but at the same time, I just do feel maybe a little bit of like exhaustion from Tatooine, like the same set piece. Just from Book of Boba and all that stuff, but like here we are, and I, I'm that being said, like it's Obi Wan Kenobi and he's on Tatooine. I'm not arguing with that. That's that's story. That's storytelling right there. So I'm running with it. But I'm excited to see, and from this poster, it just got like the juices flowing because it just got me excited to see. Okay, like he's going to be going off world. Like what is he going to be doing and all these different adventures based on the concept art. We're going to be going to some crazy new places, which I'm stoked about. Um, yeah, it just. It's such a 
uh, beautiful poster. I'm just staring at it now, and it's just is something like just you let the imagination go wild. Like mm-hmm. he looks great. I've been looking like at Jesus. like close-ups of him. He looks like Jesus. Yeah, there's just gonna be some great stuff in this show. I cannot wait. And again, just like not the logo. I love just the lightsaber as the eye. That's just one of my favorite things. Yeah, that's pretty good. So yeah, I obviously we had all had it pegged. It's not happening as far as May the fourth. All of us were like, oh, it's obvious, obvious. There were a few people that said the twenty fifth. So that makes sense. We were talking about this where we went, hey. You know, Moon Knight's coming out. It's rumored to be six episodes. It's not going to be ended by May 4th. So what's going to happen here? And I think that, what do you, so in your opinion, why do you think that they, and this is like, it's on topic, but off topic. When we got Hawkeye, right? And they doubled up and we thought, okay, the reason they doubled up was because, you know, they put two episodes out, whatever, week one. So then Boba could be at the finale. Okay, I got fucking word diarrhea here. I'm so lost. Hawkeye premieres, right? And then it's going to be this amount of episodes the first week we get to. So then when we get the finale, Boba Fett is by itself, right? That's why they doubled up. Why do you think that they doubled up there and made sure Boba Fett was alone versus why did they not do it here and make sure Obi-Wan hit May the 4th or hit the week after? Like, why do you think they did that for Hawkeye? Like, let's have two in the first week so there's no overlap versus Moon Knight where instead of even not even May 4th, like, like, do you think May 25th was, like, I feel like May 25th is the best date to hit next, but why didn't they just double up and say, ah, oh, let's make it May the 4th, you know? There could be an infinite amount of reasons as to why. I think that when it comes down to it, they wanted Hawkeye to conclude in, I mean, it concluded in December, did it not? Yeah, yeah, it did. And it, it would have been yeah. December 29th, but it would have been after Christmas. So I think they wanted to keep it kind of in that whole general aesthetic of the holidays and mm-hmm. everything like that. And as far as Boba Fett goes, uh, I don't know. It just, it's, it's weird. May, may the, Maybe May the 4th has a whole series of other announcements. And they didn't want to kind of flood it by putting something like Obi-Wan out. I mm. I do see like, okay, do we get the first trailer? I feel like a month out is usually pretty time, like time consistent for when they do these uh, Star Wars TV show trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, though, with all the news, like I think you could be right about May the 4th. But the thing that's so dumb is like if they have all this news on May the 4th, there's also Star Wars Celebration happening like a few weeks later in the month. Like I know it was originally August and they pushed it back in 2021, but maybe they should have picked a different month for Star Wars Celebration to have Obi-Wan, a trailer, and then Star Wars Celebration all in the same month, you know? I mean, that's a lot, but I mean, I'm a Star Wars fan, so I love it. Yeah. Let's let's go. Uh, Let's see. What if they do the double up but have a grace period of no new content? Yeah, I guess you can argue for the grace period. I guess it, it helps a little bit. And I guess the other thing for me, why I think that it, it might be pushing a little bit because let's say either you had Moon Knight, Obi-Wan the same week. But even then, if you have Obi-Wan come out May 4th, it'll still be big. It'll still be hype. But you know what's coming out a few days after Obi-Wan if it were to come out May the 4th, Taylor? A few days after Obi-Wan? Mm-hmm. Comes out May the 4th? It would have been Doctor Strange too. Right. And I feel like if you look at that trajectory of Moon Knight ends May 4th, but it's still Marvel related. Okay, you got that hype. Maybe Moon Knight makes some sort of appearance in Doctor Strange. You have Doctor Strange, May 25th, that's like three weeks after Doctor Strange. I feel like that's, not that the hype's died down, but that's definitely the time where it starts to slow down as far as, okay, most people have seen it, people are doing second viewing, stuff like that. Maybe other countries are getting it. So I feel like right when that Doctor Strange hype dies, 
Obi-Wan comes in and kind of picks it up for Disney now, it's lucky at streaming because I feel like they thought that same thing was going to happen with Solo the movie with Infinity War. And, oh, right when Infinity War dies, Solo's going to pick up where it left off. It didn't really. But with Disney+, Plus, luckily, I think it's going it, to – it doesn't really matter. And Obi-Wan is, to me – oh, okay. Oh, I, I, you could argue between Han Solo and Obi-Wan being the bigger characters. I actually think Han Solo is a more popular character, but it was Han Solo with a new actor where this is – Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, right? The same thing, like, mm-hmm. if they did a Harrison Ford Han Solo, like, let's say he survived Force Awakens, and then they did a solo movie, like a project, I think that would not have bombed the way Solo did, you know, or didn't do as well. So, we got the date. I'm happy with that. I'm just happy it's established, it's stamped, it's happening. We have the poster. I like it. I want to bring up an interesting thing, because that was a few people were writing about, and it was trending about Tatooine. It's so interesting. So, if you look at, like, in your mind what are the appearances we had so far because we had rise of skywalker right but ray was there for a cup of coffee uh we had mando and i guess they they did go back for mando too and then boba fett i think it's just unfortunate timing that boba fett and obi-wan are so close together because really what mando wasn't one episode tatooine was one episode of mando was tatooine only one episode of mando 2 as well right it was just the call vanth episode with the crate dragon didn't he go back to Tatooine after at some point? So I'm trying to think, cause, but Boba followed him to get his armor, right? So I don't know if he went back, but someone in the, sh- someone in the chat let me know. But if Boba didn't happen, you would have only had it appear three times. And it is so funny because I felt like the uh, when we were getting the sequel trilogy in Rogue One and Solo, we were like, man, like when are they going to go back to Tatooine? Like, when's it going to happen? And I think it's just because the bad timing of it all, it's all happening at once. So I'm, I think for me, the reason I'm fine with it is because it is very essential to the story. I'm the reverse of you, where I'm pretty bummed we're leaving Tatooine. As I've always said before, I wanted Logan Obi-Wan, but now we're just getting Obi-Wan breaking, you know, not breaking canon, but to me kind of like <laughs> creating a new canon. Like, oh, yeah, I guess he did all this stuff. But either way, to me, it's fitting. But I do think after this, we should take another break from Tatooine because I do feel people are getting tired of it. If you look at the projects we have coming up right now, like Acolyte, um, what else? Ahsoka, another season of Mandalorian. Like, do you think, do you see any other project, barring a Boba Fett season two, do you see another project where we could pop up in Tatooine again? Because I feel like this could be a good, not send off for it, but a good little, okay, big showcase in Obi Wan. Obviously, it's very vital to the character. And then we again take a break for a bit. Hmm. I don't see Tatooine peering up in Acolyte. No. Uh, I, or I don't see it popping up in Ahsoka. The only thing I could see it, if it would have ever to happen now, was Rangers of the New Republic. Um, <laughs> Cassian, probably. I, I've seen like the set photos and stuff of them walking around. It looks like some desert planets. So I suspect we'll probably get some Tatooine stuff in there. Um, well, it could be Jakku, though, right? could be Jakku. I mean, there's definitely no shortage of desert planets. So yeah, I think if anyone has a shot of it, it's definitely Andor in that series after the Obi-Wan show drops. Yeah. So how do you feel about that then? If Obi-Wan is the last time we see Tatooine for a little bit, then it goes on a break. You know, this is like totally okay. Like I have several Star Wars visual guides that have like a hundred different planets listed on there. There's many other places to explore. And that's one of the things that I I personally liked a lot in Mandalorian season two is when we got Mm -hmm. that whole change up. Not any flat gains Rise of Skywalker because I quite like Rise of Skywalker, but when we went back to 
I don't even know the name of that planet, but another Mustafar? desert planet. No, oh, not Mustafar. Right, yeah. Mustafar had me stoked when we got that at the beginning. That was another thing that highlights Rogue One for me as well, is because we go back to Mustafar again. If we were to go to places like oh, like Kashyyyk again and the mm. Mustafar, Utapau, all these different types of environments, that's what I would really like. And something I always will wonder and wish that I could have seen visually is Colin Trevorrow's take when we get to go to Coruscant in that concept yes. art. I would have loved yeah. to have gone back to Coruscant to see what like how run down it was and just decrepit and everything like that. But unfortunately not. We got the sand planet and it wasn't even Tatooine. It's just another sand planet, but that's fine. Yeah. No, I, I do want, because I feel like, again, I'll lay on the chat on this because uh, Aspup says technically Tatooine was in the post credit scene for Mando too, but I won't count that. That's just like a quick little blurb or whatnot. Um, I do want more, especially, you know, like seeing the Naboo Starfighter with Mando's ship. I do want some more prequel stuff in present day. I feel like, or whatever, I mean present content being made of Star Wars. I feel like that hasn't really happened. It's happened in animated, but I don't think it's really happened in live action. I think they've made mentions of things, but I really hope and maybe maybe that'll happen in High Republic or Acolyte Story or maybe that will. Which also, I got to clarify, we talked about this on news a few days. I had screwed up. That High Republic like kids show or based on a kids show, it's actually not animated. It's going to be live action. Oh, really? Yeah, and they said like some of the rumors were that it's like has a very Stranger Things vibe. And Clay, you know, every once in a while he has a good idea. And he posts in the GA chat of like, imagine if it was a bunch of like Padawans fighting like the Durig or however you say it. What's, a, what's the that plan? The Drengear. Thank you, because I don't fucking remember these things. But the Drengear, like that would actually be really cool. So I did not know that was uh, live action. There's apparently like a secret show shooting in June right now. And lots mm. of people, including Clay, as I just mentioned, thought that was it. So that, not that I'm not like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's live action. That just changes. Like, oh man, I did not think I that I I like that. The more live action High Republic, the better, because I feel like more people will give it a chance, right? If it's animated, they might write it off, but if they get if they see the Star Show, two of them, it's in kind of High Republic era, and people start to like that. I hope we get more because I think High Republic we could visit prequel planets again. You know, what's your scooper rank drop to now? You got that wrong. Well, no, that was me pulling a Taylor where I did. I read. Uh, you I just, read the headline. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't read the headline. Game. I just. I think I just like I just misread it. I thought there was animated somewhere. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, that's exciting. So the poster. Yeah, I like the poster. This is where we get back from Tatooine. I like the poster. It's very kind of ominous. I like. I think the biggest thing I like about it is he's alone. Now I know there's many posters just them alone, but for me, what I like is it is he is. Yeah, he's at Tatooine, but it's very zoomed out, and he's in the middle of the desert, and he's just alone. And that's why I like that that's what this is supposed to be, that he is cut off from – we don't know if he's cut off from the Force, but cut off from everybody, right? He's in he's in hiding. He's cut off. And again, I've said, and I hope the first episode is very much like this, he should be pretty down and out. He should be pretty depressed. I feel like – I don't know what – I think. I think we've talked about this before, but maybe refresh my memory. Do you think when the show starts, he will actively know that Darth Vader is Anakin, or do you think that's going to be something revealed to him through the show that we learn with him? Because I feel like it's going to be that way, where he somehow figures out or he gets information of, hey, this is... Even if he kind of thought it was Anakin, he gets confirmed that it's Anakin. And to me, I want that on screen, because I feel like that's going to be a... Even if it's a flashback, like a kind of heartbreaking moment for the character to, to, to go through, like his emotions and everything. He knows. I'm putting my chips down that he knows already. We're 10 years down the road after the Battle of Mustafar. 
I'm confident he knows because he's going to have hear tell of other Jedi that are getting popped off by Inquisitors led by, you know, Dar- the sinister dark Darth Lord of the Sith or whatever. I mean, am I, am I putting my right, chips on it? We didn't talk about yes, that rumor, yeah. But I'm not going to... I'm not going to dismiss the fact that it's a possibility. Not everyone knows who Darth Vader is. There are only a select few people that knew it was Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Grand Admiral Thrawn is one of those people, mind you. But uh, some point along the line, Obi-Wan realized this and he figured it out. He told Luke about it in A New Hope, you know, mm-hmm. from a certain point of view, you know. And I think that... What if this is the time where he figures it out, though? That's where the show's possible, picking up. It's possible. It's possible. But I'm just going to put my chips on the fact that he's already learned that aspect so because why okay so i think the idea is what i'm guessing they haven't said this in synopsis but pretty much what they're putting out is this is obi-wan deciding he needs the right or wrong right and whether he's going to go and try and save anakin as vader or he's going to try and take him out why if he knows why after 10 years why is this the time that he decides to leave tatooine he's to just go... deciding to gun it right for the emperor just right as wrongs fuck that'd be great but no but why why now if he's known this whole time in your scenario why would he leave right now because that's why i feel like in my pitches he learns it and that's why he leaves because he feels i have to do this whether it's killing him or saving him, i have to do this there's... for yours he's just sad at it and then one day he's like yeah hey, you know what maybe i should do this you know there's I mean, there's two ways you could look at it. I mean, yeah, why Why then is the case in A New Hope? Why is it like, why did he just come back and stay there instead of going off and hunting Vader again? You know, there's that dynamic. Mm-hmm. But there's two ways you could run with this. There's the way you mentioned where, okay, he figures out that Anakin is alive. Anakin is Darth Vader. He's got to go and finish this because it's just, this is, this is bad. He's killing Pop and Youngling still and everything like that. And there's the second option. Something is going to happen that justifies him needing to leave. It could be him using the force when he shouldn't have inside a certain setting or whatever. And Inquisitor, uh, Inquisitor, Inquisitor sniffs it out because that's what these Inquisitors do. As soon as there's mention of anyone using the force, we saw from Fallen Order with Cal Kestis. As soon as that happens, boom, they're on the case. I think an Inquisitor mm-hmm. is going to pop up here. We've seen the concept art. We've seen the, one of the... Uh, the uh, inquisitors landing on tatooine it looked like and kind of just walking around with some and there's a rumored casting that we haven't talked about since last news yeah so i think that is i'm leaning more along that route because the moment you get obi-wan going off finding vader anything like that you're gonna have darth vader immediately hone in on something like that but i think when you have the scent of a jedi inquisitor is gonna come check it out and then that's gonna bring in vader or something like that maybe obi-wan's using that as bait and using himself to lure vader out so he could get a shot at him which would kind of be like merging both of those concepts together Mm. but I, i really don't know I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying your ideas are bad. I think you're more right, and I think that scares me. It's a, like what what does Spider Man say to Captain America in Civil War? Is like uh, Iron Man says you're he think Iron Man says you think Brooklyn. you no no <laughs> not that one. He's like Iron Man says he thinks you. Iron Man says that you believe you're right, and that makes you dangerous. And I feel like that's how I feel about Taylor. I just like, and here's like to double it up, fanboy Clay, Obi Wan Kenobi. No one's called me that for many years. Just a few years before he fought Inquisitor and Darth Vader, and I just, I just the more, and I don't think Taylor's wrong. I think Taylor's like theory crafting is pretty correct on some of this stuff. I just don't. I'm not jiving with this Obi Wan stuff right now because I just, I just like. I like the idea of, okay, I've talked about before the last fight of like they fight and then they don't see each other for years later. But in this scenario, what I like too is, okay, Obi-Wan disappears. Vader doesn't know he's alive. And even if he thinks he's alive, he has no idea where Obi-Wan is, right? 
my whole worry of like I feel like they have to really tiptoe around stuff is okay if Darth Vader somehow figures out Obi Wan is on Tatooine one why does he not just fucking keep stopping like if they don't confirm he's dead why do they not keep going and going and going after him I know Vader won't set back his foot on Tatooine I get that part but why do they not keep going after him and two I like like. And I guess I'll just answer my own question because sometimes Vader is a dumb character. But I'm just like, why would Vader think Obi-Wan is going to go to Tatooine? I know people are going to say, oh, well, because he wouldn't go there to fight him. But it's just, I feel like Vader would start to slowly be like, okay, something's up. Like, why is he hanging out in my hometown? And my third addendum for why I just don't like this scenario that Taylor is painting out perfectly. So let's say something causes him to go, right? I just don't like if he... Taylor, do you believe that Obi-Wan is on Tatooine to protect Luke Skywalker, right? Yes. So this has always been my hang-up of why I don't want him to leave. Because imagine if they imagine if Palpatine figured that out, right? Taylor's Palpatine. He figures out that Luke Skywalker is alive as his child. Whether he wants to abduct him or kill him, whatever it may be, he's like, okay, we're going to do this ploy and get Obi-Wan to come after us. And the second Obi-Wan leaves, we can take this fucking kid quicker than you can say but they Jedi. don't know that the kid is alive that's no the big but, kicker no that is the big hero but i'm saying as obi-wan is the guy that's supposed to protect luke imagine if palpatine were to figure out because obi because you say this that they don't know Obi, you know luke was alive obi-wan also didn't know order 66 was about to fucking go down like i'm sure that took him for a big surprise so the fact that he might like what if they've known the whole time like we can't do anything because obi-wan's there if Obi-Wan leaves that planet and they just fucking snatch up Luke, it's just like... That that would blow my mind out of the water if that was the case. If they no, honestly it, were like, we can go after Luke, but only if Obi-Wan leaves the planet, they would, they would send in everything they got to destroy. I agree with you, but this is where I'm saying I don't think it'll happen, but I... From Obi-Wan's perspective, how does he not think there's a chance that maybe Palpatine, who's so powerful right now, the most powerful he's ever been, found out about this child and is just waiting for the right moment. And what's this fucker going to do? He's going to leave him. He's going to leave him for a couple days alone on Tatooine. It's just unlikely. I think the only reason he'll leave is to protect Luke at the end of the day. Something is going to happen and he's going to have to leave. And I think he's going to throw the scent off. I think he's going to get the Inquisitors away and he'll be able to go back to Tatooine. Like uh, hiding out in the tiniest little hut in the middle of a desert goes a long way on Tatooine, especially as an outer rim planet. That being said, we there's we know the Emperor. We know all of them don't know about Luke Skywalker still on Tatooine. That's been mm-hmm. set up in the original trilogy. Sure, they could change it. Whatever if they do, it'll suck. But we know that they didn't understand or realize who Luke was until Luke blew up that Death Star. That's when that name Skywalker started to spread like wildfire. Mm-hmm. That's when it clued in for them, right? Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. I just, I guess for me, and I, I, you're right that there'll be some sort of reason. I just feel I need this the reason for Obi-Wan to leave has to be really, like, rock solid. Because if it is just, you know what, I'm going to go try to save Anakin one more time. No, it's not worth It's been 10 years. <laughs> You're protecting this kid. And I guess it's just it's just taking a concept that has been set up since the original films. And it doesn't feel like... I won't say it's a retcon, but it feels as close as that to possible where I said they, they've retconned already, they're going to fight again. And to me, I've always insinuated, and I feel like they've insinuated that Obi-Wan was there and everything like that. So uh, let's see, Clay says, a new addition to canon. Ahsoka knew where Obi-Wan was, and while he was off planet, she takes care of Luke. Yeah, may, maybe is Ahsoka going to just be the new character that just pops up just, just everywhere, you know, just like, oh, but... 
at the same time, you could be right, Clay, because I thought we heard rumors that Ahsoka might be in this show, right? Or am I? I, I didn't thought we heard hear the rumor, but I'd be down for it. Maybe Claire Espos could say that. I thought we heard rumors of her and maybe Cody in this show. That's what I thought. Cody, I heard rumors, and I'm yeah. fucking hype. So, I that so Clay again. It's a weird like okay, Ahsoka's here. But if they cover their asses like that, then I'm fine with it. I'm just not fine with this dude. Just like, remember how many times in Mando season one where sometimes he would just leave Grogu in the most precarious, dangerous situations? Now, there's a few times that were, you argued that I felt, okay, not as bad. There's other few times I thought, no, we're really bad. That's just what I don't want. I just don't want there's danger around Tatooine and Obi-Wan feels, you know, I, you know. I think that's the thing. Just don't show Luke at all. Like, Honestly, just show show Luke like in the distance, whatever. Like when you see and feel the weight of Grogu and Mando, for example, and you see these constant threats trying to get at Grogu, that sets up a different precedence. But if we're focused just on Obi Wan and in the back burner background, we know okay, Luke is right over that hill. They show like a silhouette. They show him with you know Uncle Owen and <laughs> the Peru, twin whatever sons. they want. Yeah, <laughs> I think then we can just kind of think okay, like there's Luke, and oh, we just got to follow Obi Wan and just trust in what he's doing. He does something he shouldn't have. Inquisitors sniff it out. Like, okay, what's going on, Tatooine? Hey, we found a Jedi. We're going to follow this Jedi off world. Oh, what do you know? Now Darth Vader learns that it's actually Obi-Wan. Oh, and now they know? start going at it. And then whatever happens, the fallout, we know they're going to battle. Obi-Wan gets out of there and retreats back to his hiding spot, which, who knows, no one really knew where he came from or where he was residing. Yeah, it's so interesting, though, because, like, do you remember the leaks of what the show originally was, right? Like, the first time they were going to do this, of it was, like, Obi-Wan and Lung, young Luke. And what was, oh, who, it, I don't think I was right, but wasn't it, like, a, it wasn't a Wookiee with the red lightsaber, but wasn't it, remember, there was some sort of character that uncharacteristically, like, killed the Jedi or something like that and had a red lightsaber. Oh, and I feel like it was even someone from the books or something like that, you know? This I sound familiar. Oh, really? I sent you that? And because the rumor was the reason, you should look at it, like, put an Obi-Wan original plot. Apparently, like, the reason they took it out was because they felt it was too similar to Mando of, like, Obi-Wan protecting a young Luke. And the whole plot of the show was what I was kind of wanting more. It's just Obi-Wan was on Tatooine, kind of dealing with people there, dealing with his trauma. Now it's like, well, we got to have Vader. But this was something. Uh, Family Clays says, do we see the Obi Maul fight in the series or do they keep it animated? I think they keep it animated. I also just think that if this was like, a, if they did like another season of Obi Wan, I could see it, but I think that it's just. It'd the timeline be too- doesn't work out. Yeah, but you could jump flash forward, flash back. Like, what if the whole, what if he's remembering, like, when Darth Maul walks into him on the campfire, what if it's old Obi, old Ben remembering this whole thing with Vader, right? And then they do the fight. I don't think it will be. I'm saying, though, you could jump around with timelines at any point. I just, I just don't, I think it will be crammed in this. You know, I think it would be, you know. Yeah, I agree. It would just, it wouldn't make sense when you have Inquisitors and you have Vader and all this stuff. It's, it'd be too much just to throw in this fantastic duel of having Maul and Obi-Wan. The Maul and Obi-Wan fight was two years before A New Hope. So that's just context. The Obi-Wan series that we're getting right now is 10 years before A New Hope. So there's a lot of time gap there. Like It wouldn't make sense to just skip over nine years and go right to Maul and Obi-Wan at the end. Like I'm sure there's a lot more dynamic in between. Yeah, I imagine you didn't find that Obi-Wan thing, did you? No. Okay, I'll find another time. I'll bring up. Maybe I'll bring up with Kirkland too, because it was and it was just leaks and stuff. So it's not like it was 100 percent confirmed, but it was some sort of website. So, uh, yeah, I I'll try and find that another time. 
but the thing is, so that poster's looking real good. Obi-Wan, he has like the beard. Like he's always had a beard, but he's like, other than Phantom Menace, he's having like the big beard. He has everything like that. One thing I bet, I mean, the way he's looking right now, he probably has some hairy balls, don't you think, Taylor? Oh, they're hairy. They're sweaty. He needs some treatment. He does need some treatment. And unfortunately, the gear he's looking like just has a lightsaber. And you don't want to talk about something that might nick you, something that might. Uh, might leave you hurting for a long, long time. You don't want to become your pews with lightsabers. You want to become them with Manscaped because Manscaped is here to provide you with the best quality for below-the-belt grooming. Take care of your boys, especially right now for the people that have used the code and bought already. Boom. The people that have used the code and bought it already. You want to be using it because in a few days is Valentine's. Like we said, if you're unless you're an asshole, it's usually an insta-lock for having a good time. So whether you are a man who wants to impress the lady or maybe, maybe your lady out there is saying, hey, my guy, he's not getting the message. I got to get him something. I need to know. So for Valentine's, he's ready to be nice, silky smooth. You want to begin Manscaped because right now you can get 20% off and free shipping if you use our code GVPOD because roses are red, violets are blue. Don't let a wild pube wreck you and you don't want to be doing that that's one of the best things it's gonna get rid of all those pubes has multiple guards has a 4000k led light one of my favorite features of this valentine's day is just around the corner and our sponsor manscape are here with the best tools for your balls ready for a special occasion it's v-day it's time to join four million men worldwide and jump into manscape taylor you're gonna be uh you're talking about obi-wan I feel like whether it's a crop reviver, whether it's a shirt, whether it is the boxers, whether even, you know, talk about like that beard. I guarantee you some of his nose and beard hairs or ear hairs have to be, they got to be pretty sarlacky long, you know? Oh, I'm thinking so. Absolutely. I mean, the nose hairs, especially. I mean, I can't get enough out of using the weed whacker. Like, holy shit. Like, it's absolutely fantastic. I love just like going around and it's so easy to do. You just click it on and just go at it for like 30 seconds and you're good to go. Um, I used to be a plucker too. And that shit hurts. Oh my Crazy. God. I don't it's understand so nicer. Well, the plucking, the plucking, like, I feel like the result is good because then you don't have like, when it grows back, it's not like super like jaggedy and like fresh cut lawn kind of feeling where it's a little bit sharp. But that being said, when you got something like the the weed whacker, I mean, you never get that because you can always just stay on top of it, always just keeping it low. Take seconds. Take, Take seconds, seconds yeah. and gets out of there. And yeah. again, the revitalizer, the reviver, oh my God, that stuff, like I double down on some of these things and it's just, you feel like you lose 10 pounds after you apply it. 100%. So Manscaped is made for nights like Valentine's Day coming up. It's going to be making your date say, wow, look at those balls. GV Pod, 20% off free shipping right now. We're going to take our first ad break, and then we're going to talk a little more Obi-Wan because we haven't even talked about one thing in the poster. And then there's been some details that Ewan kind of let slip, and then some other people backed it. So we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back. So the point is, and this is where I'm interested to hear because it's not my like, oh, I caught it. I didn't even catch it. It was other people bringing it up. Supposedly, Obi-Wan in that right hand is holding a lightsaber. Obviously he is. But people are saying that that is not his lightsaber, that it is Anakin's lightsaber. Is that what you're going to be fighting? You don't believe that's true? Well, I was going to be fighting the thing where people were saying, like, oh, it's Ray's lightsaber. I was thinking, how the fuck is it Ray's lightsaber? No. Ray didn't even make her fucking lightsaber yet. But if people were referring to the Skywalker saber, it's a different conversation here. Do you think that's accurate? People are saying that it's Anakin's sky- uh, lightsaber. And I think that thematically is it makes sense but also just it's great for that poster that he's holding anakin's lightsaber and if it is like hey he's gonna try and go out and fight or save anakin one more time it's very fitting you know it is i gotta get like a a super zoom okay let's enhance my old eyes fucking christ uh old eyes fuck that's a good close-up but it's just his fucking top half give me the lower half man jesus christ Christ. Oh, boy. I mean, you got to look at... This isn't bad. Mm. It's definitely not his. When you look at Obi-Wan's lightsaber, it's... um, It's more silver, isn't it, too? Yeah, like, you can... Yeah. You, well, I mean, color, color. you're not going to be able to tell much with color. No, photo. but it's, like, silver-plated, like, that to me. Like, and his is more smoother, Obi-Wan's. I wouldn't say smoother, no. Anakin's is definitely the smoother of the two. Obi-Wan's is... If you look at the logo, like it's kind of like it's it goes up skinny and then it kind of goes up to like almost like a satellite dish the way the top is, you could say. So Oh yeah, you're right. I totally have. Well, what is What is this? Why does he have multiple lightsabers here? What's going on? He would have lost a few of them. <laughs> he would have lost a few of them. Let's see. But uh looking at this, like it really does look like it. Now that being said, let me let me counter you with this. Uh the yeah, lightsaber. I, def- I, def- I definitely had them confused. I had Obi's as that, but now that I seem like, oh, yeah, okay, go ahead. The lightsaber that Anakin has, the one that he had made for Revenge of the Sith, the one that's seen out through the rest of the movies, it's a, it's silver with, like, the black, um, I don't know what you would call, but, like, black the scale- ridges. scaling ridges it's yeah, on, on the end of the lightsaber. Now, 
do me a favor, look up Darth Vader's lightsaber. It's literally exact, almost like really, really, really close, except the top has black trim. But I believe that the ridges on the base of the handle are still the same. Like it's very, it's very similar, which makes sense. Anakin liked that lightsaber, so he built a new <laughs> one that was very much similar to it. Now this one, looking at it, I feel like the top of this lightsaber has that dark trim, like Vader's. And I wouldn't be surprised if somehow maybe he just happens along into getting Vader's lightsaber. Oh God, that's his get back. He's like, I'm taking this back. <laughs> I'm taking fucker. this with me. I'm gonna give it to your son. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone's like, damn it. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, like admit that's probably me just like jumping to some conclusions. Like he gets, he does have Anakin's lightsaber at this time. So mm-hmm. maybe he just likes to stroll around the desert, swinging it around, you know, but Jesus, he does have it in his possession anyways. Yeah. The so. only thing is just because the top kind of has a, almost like a goldness to it. So I think it would probably be more Anakin's, not Vader. Cause like, that's I true. just. I just don't know. I just don't know how he would get Darth Vader's. That'd be like a set of bowl play, take it and come back to Tatooine. That's why that's he's where, coming out of retirement. That's where you need to fight me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then so the details was so you and put this out in an interview. And now I can't remember where it came from. I think I don't know if it was Star Trek or something like that. It was like a CC plus tier scooper. But it's one of these where it came out. I don't know. I feel like it came out after. If it came out before, good for them. But it felt like Ewan said something. They're like, well, we have a scoop that confirms that. But it's like, yeah, he pretty much just confirmed it. But I get what they're going for. So Ewan's like doing some interviews. He's like, oh, it's no secret. Hayden Christensen's been uh, back and it's fun to film some stuff. Yada, yada, yada. I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact quote. I'll probably look up when Taylor's talking. But he pretty much just confirmed that they will be shooting prequel stuff as far as like an Anakin Obi-Wan master apprentice sort of relationship again. So maybe around Revenge of the Sith time. And then there was a report that came out, like I said, hours after just pretty much, I think, collaborating it. But was that, okay, this is true. Hayden is going to only be playing times where Vader is at the suit and they did specifically list the bath, the tank fucking bath the tanks gonna become the new tattooing and time where he's playing anakin so i don't think it's like surprising but what do you think that you and literally said it so what do you think how do you feel about confirmed as far as getting more prequel era anakin and obi-wan and what when do you think specifically it could go into like what part of the prequels would it be more just around revenge of sith would it be a little bit before i hope it dies into more around the revenge of the sith like i'm i'm getting uh i this isn't a spoiler, Book of Boba Fett. If you haven't seen episode six, like through two weeks ago, then I'm sorry. But we got that footage of the clone troopers in mm. executing Order 66. Now I feel like, okay, we're getting into that point. Like there's no way that you have like a Dave Filoni not offering some insights or something to kind of like add a little bit more to the show. So I feel like he's someone, he spearheaded so much of the clone content. I feel like we're going to get flashbacks that happened during the clone wars and if we do we get anakin obi-wan with you know 212th battalion 501st legion and oh my god i just oh but what i get i know that's what you want but like what is there more to tell in that night with those characters i feel like you talk about tattooing the dark times dive into parts where anakin is like literally being played because in the clone wars had so many moments where she was just totally screwing with him and I think if you have this dynamic, let me put it to you this way. When you look at 
Phantom Menace, and you have the end funeral there of Qui-Gon. Mm-hmm. You literally see Palpatine on one side and Anakin on the other. And who's in between them? Obi-Wan and Padme. I think that you can have more of that dynamic emphasized in the Clone Wars. I'm not saying you have to bring Natalie Portman back or anything like that, but you can have these scenes where Palpatine is pulling the strings or doing something, or maybe Obi-Wan, or sorry, Anakin is quoting Palpatine or saying, like, we need to do this for uh, the Republic. The Jedi must die. Like, yeah, he's, like, Whoa. he's just doing whatever. And then you can have Obi-Wan trying to, like, set him set him straight like that's what something revenge of the sith really hits home with i feel like is that the relationship again like the last time we saw them as friends was when like he's leaving for you to to go get grievous and they were never friends let's they just were be friends. clear obi-wan no. loved him he was crying uh, he was talking about the jedi order at that point no i believe it but like obi fucking anakin was a burden obi-wan qui-gon left him and like he they didn't get along and attack the clones like when anakin's like oh he's like my father it's like is he because you guys fucking hate each other but um yeah i guess for my i i makes it makes sense why you're doing it it's just one of these things where I just don't know what scene is vital. It's the same way as they're putting in that book right now to make sense. But there's going to be a book about Obi-Wan and Anakin and the Clone Wars again, right? And for me, it's like the Dark Times. We had two movies with those characters. And then we had an entire series of seven seasons based around that relationship. I don't think there's anything else other than, to me, is like, oh, there's sh- like Hayden Christensen's getting more time. And Clay asks, like, oh, is the deep fake guy working on this series too? I bet. I think they just hired him overall to, hey, this guy does a good job touching things up. So you'll have them both looking younger. I just, what I want is this scene to feel vital, not just, oh, cool, it's the prequel. And I know that is fun, and, like, Taylor will get lots of the kick out of it. But I already had enough people, too, which was funny enough. Like, same thing, the way they are complaining about Tatooine was, like, fuck, like, Order 66 again. Like, how many times do we have to see this? Oh, and man, that's people are saying that? Oh. People did say it, but it is a thing. I don't agree with it because it was such a small moment. But it is a thing that we have seen a lot with Clone Wars 7, Jedi Fallen Order, like, it's a touchstone that they go back to again and again because it is such a big moment. It's like MCU and the snap, right? So I do get it. I don't have a problem with it, but I just go, is there anything vital we can actually learn or have from a scene that we didn't already get from the series of Clone Wars or the movies? And right now I'm saying no. I trust Deborah Chow, but I, re- I don't think so. I think it's just an excuse to be able to have Hayden do some more acting out of the suit. To counter... Uh, I don't want to counter. We're moving to on. To counter the idea of, okay, getting a little bit more of Hayden and... Uh, Ewan. Yeah, Ewan. Obi-Wan and Anakin, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin, not everyone's going to have seen Clone Wars, and I know there's seven seasons, yeah. but I, 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 I say this probably like 80% to 20%, 80% thinking that Kirkland is probably never going to watch Clone Wars in the next 10 years. I feel like he's he's not going to until oh, yeah. the time is gone. And that's the same case for so many people. There's the diehard Star Wars fans that have. And they're the ones, as you said, that are getting the fatigue of Tatooine, the fatigue of Order 66, all that jazz. But You're then, getting the fatigue of Tatooine. I'm getting the fatigue of Tatooine, but I'll never get the fatigue of Order 66. That shit stinks. <laughs> but when it comes to something like this, I think... There's so many people out there that are that have missed out on that dynamic. They only have the Obi-Wan, Anakin, Revenge of the Sith uh, relationship to run with, uh, you know, in that kind of period where Anakin yeah. is turning to the dark side. So I think we we need to dive into a little bit more of that and give us some flashbacks and dive in a little bit more of that realm because there's going to be stuff that we didn't see in the Clone Wars uh, stuff that they want to add into the <laughs> development. There, so. What else? Like, so I think you're right on that point of 
like the GA because other than you and I don't count the GA posts because we met them through podcasting and so interest people in my life I don't think I actually know a single person that has watched the Clone Wars <laughs> like maybe an episode here or there but from start to finish I don't think I know anybody that has but so this thing like I don't think us need it and I don't think there is anything I see for I agree with you the GA could have some feeling but I don't think there's anything we need I feel like we have all the context we ever need on Obi-Wan Anakin how that dynamic went down I don't think we but need don't you want to see live action context I did it was called Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith and it had some shitty acting and writing but don't but you want to see it with good writing and good acting there's a chance but I'm still not like <laughs> counting Hayden in like I still got to see but no you're right the GA that uh that 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 makes sense because lots of people have and so and we'll see they're probably getting the i guess the other reason is too i know it's a different dynamic but we're going to be getting that with ahsoka very likely if vader is in that which has been said and clearly vader's not back so well hayden they said hayden's supposed to be reprising right yeah yeah not vader himself so i imagine it'd be like force ghost hayden in ahsoka yeah Oh, no, I think they're going to do Clone Wars flashbacks, in my opinion. Oh, fuck, I hope so. Let's go. Just give me all these clones. I want and I, Yeah, because I don't want to get him being a good force ghost. It's such a stupid fucking rule. This guy is space Hitler for a while, and just because he saves one little So kid. is Kylo Ren, but Kylo Ren's space ghost now, too. Mm, where I didn't see no space ghost in a movie. He disappeared into the force. But that doesn't mean he's a space ghost. Force that means, space no, that ghost. means you're a space ghost. If, no, if he was, maybe, my, my theory is he's just not dead. No, but if he was a force ghost, why the fuck didn't he pop up at the end in Rise of Skywalker? They didn't why? want to be repetitive. They'd already yeah. did that with Force Awakens, so they didn't want to overdo it. They did it again there. Either way. Is there anything else on Obi-Wan you need to mention? Uh, I'm just excited. Mm-hmm. I... I'm nervous. All I'm excited for is for Ewan to play that role. And I think Ewan's going to kill it. No matter what problems I have with the writing of the show and the choices, Ewan's going to kill it. And Deborah Chow, I I love. Yeah. So I I still don't think it's very much like Dexter. I had lots of problems with that. But they did turn to the way I liked it. This even more so because Dexter was like 10 years of buildup. This is (laughs) almost like 50 years of buildup of like a certain concept. So. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Let's. We're gonna talk about some trailers right now. So let's. You know, I'm just gonna jump right into it. Let's talk about man. No, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the Adam uh, Project. Uh, no, we're gonna talk about Jurassic World because I'm sure you've oh. been jump jumping a bit all day and everything like that. So go ahead, Taylor. The floor is yours. We got our first look for Jurassic Park. Uh, Hang on. Let, let, let I me, need to address Clay yes, here. I'm I gonna, need to address Clay. I'm going to tra- go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, we both saw that. Like, <laughs> Clay's stirring the pot here. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a cop-out, Clay, because like, for me personally, Qui-Gon was the one that learned this and started diving into it. He didn't get to complete that training, so it kind of went sideways. But He just got to be still, the voice. That's he got to be the could. voice. He yeah. got to commune, and this is something that we learned in Clone Wars. He was connecting with Yoda a little bit and helped Yoda find the way. And then that from then on, it just kind of spread like wildfire. And then you have these next-generation Jedi like Luke and everything that kind of can come out and talk to these Force ghosts and be like, hey, you know, this is how a Jedi can live forever. I guarantee Kylo learned that stuff well in advance like you know ray maybe ray didn't learn it yet and that's why she didn't turn invisible right away disappear into the force maybe she hadn't learned that power yet but i guarantee at least to my my perspective luke taught all these younglings 
how to live forever <laughs> and fuck that's a lot of force goes out there. a lot of force goes, at the age yeah. of like t- so except broom boy so three things on this it's just so funny we saw clay's comment we all had the zero on it but i i agree with taylor but i have other points too where i feel like and i know it's like a, a more spiritual thing but I, I it's the same way as to me knights of old republic set up when you turn to the dark side there's certain like Jedi light side powers you can't use anymore. When you're on the light side, there's certain ones you can't, like dark side you can't want, right? So it's just like if you on Knights of Republic chose to be a good guy, you can't use that force lightning. Sorry, you're not evil enough to do that. Yes, there's stuff like Luke did the jo- the force choke and stuff, but you could argue he's tapping the dark side, but then he cut it off, right? We didn't see a for- force choke in like Last Jedi or anything like that. But either way, that that's more of like a belief thing. That's not cam. I'm just saying. To me, once he decided to kill multiple, no, sorry, not multiple, thousands, thousands of innocent people, he still got that ability? No, that should be cut off. It's like the force gods out there fucking, who were those people more in Mortis should be like, no, this is not happening. Like, you don't get to be a, a force ghost anymore. But okay, on Kylo, two things. He could have had that training, like Taylor said, and this is where I'm going to go into my first point, is whether you like it or not, if people don't like Kylo Ren, even though I feel like now after the sequel trilogy, everyone's like, yeah, that was the best part. I was there at the beginning when Force Wings people, oh, I don't know, he's a discount Vader. It's like, yeah, that was the fucking point of the character, and then he became this, the best character in Star Wars history. But the multiple characters between Luke and Snoke, who's really Palpatine, said that he is as strong, if not stronger, than Darth Vader, Right. My point of contention is he's stronger than Darth Vader because you know what he could do that Anakin could never do? He fucking brought Rey back to life. So here's something we had never seen in Star Wars movies, right? It's just a character. Someone dies and they physically just go over to them and they resurrect them on the spot. Do I think there should have been some fucking training or some sort of setup? Absolutely. It is kind of bullshit that Kylo just like prays a little and raise alive. But either way, like Taylor said, I'm sure in some canon comic book in 15 years, they'll explain why Luke trained him all this stuff. So if Kylo Ren could do that, I think he would have that ability to be a force ghost. I just, it was weird. Like, obviously with Ryan Skywalker, there was tons of weird choices. It's like the man, the Boba finale where I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but I think he has the ability to be force ghost, but he should not get it at all. Again, he did many bad things. I think one thing to note here too, is when you have Padme's life at stake and Anakin trying to do what he can to save her, uh, you run into this issue where Anakin is being manipulated and compromised. He's the, again, you can call him emotional, you can call him whatever you oh, want, yeah. but at the end of the day, the Jedi, he did feel isolated and betrayed by the Jedi. He was being brutally manipulated by Palpatine, and he had all these different factors coming down on him where he, he at the end of the day, he just wanted to be a Jedi, he just wanted to be with his wife Padme. So all these things, and he's having dreams about Padme dying, it compromised him. Obviously, he even if he knew this shit, he wasn't going to oh, do it properly. because to defend Vader. I am. He was busy turning to the dark side and just doing all this crazy bullshit, killing Mace Windu and all that jazz. So then, well, you have Kylo Ren in the same scenario. He's come back from the light. He's composed, and he knows exactly what he has to do, and he's just in the moment, and he successfully revives uh, Ray. So, I just literally, the other day, I, Adam Driver came up in conversation, and I just had PTSD, and I just remember them kissing, and then just, like, literally what they do is just, like, Adam Driver falls down on the ground, and he just dies, and they, like... That's the ending of that character and the storyline with him, Ray, and the trilogy and the whole saga. 
Holy fuck, man. They just they just they just fumbled that so hard. I just I'm so mad. All the all the time. All the time. I'm so mad that they did that. They could have just fucking put him in prison. I'm not going to ugh. Trailers. Let's talk about some trailers. You know, we were just talking about Star Wars. Let's talk about a man who almost directed a Star Wars movie. Colin Trevorrow, he is back. He did Jurassic World. He wrote Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and now he's back for Jurassic World, Dominion. The trailer is saying the epic conclusion to the Jurassic series, even though just a few last week, Taylor and Kirkland talked about how the producer's like, yeah, we're definitely making more films, and there's no way... Taylor, there's no way they're going to make any more of these films without calling them Jurassic. There's no fucking no, way. No, it's it's the con. So it's, they're not they're not is the way I see it. Not like sequels. Like this is the conclusion to the trilogy story. But there I know, will be but the trailer, spin-offs. the trailer, like made it. They they phrased it in a weird way. The conclusion to the Jurassic, what was it, story or era or saga? They and that's where it's weird because you know the next movie will be Jurassic, like universe or Jurassic whatever so I, I agree with you it just was weird in the trailer but it's just like they're really trying to enforce like this is the big one and everything like that and t- mm-hmm. I feel like this was this was a big one for you oh yeah uh <laughs> I was anticipating the trailer to drop for the Super Bowl like that's mm-hmm. what those I was kind of running yeah. with those are the rumors so when I got up this morning <laughs> I do my my usual like 6 30 geek verse check on the chat and I just I, I see the notifications like oh Jurassic World trailer dropped like oh, holy shit I shared it to you guys and I thought okay I'm driving to work I'm not gonna watch it yet I'm the I'm the only one that gets into work you know at first thing in the morning uh and I got good speakers on my computer there big it's a big full monitor screen everything like that you know all all the all the tools for playing a really nice trailer so I get in the lights are all off in the entire studio and I crank that speaker. I'm all alone and I put on the trailer and I just sit there in awe and holy shit did. I'm glad no one was, else was there because I started to masturbating. Fucking... <laughs> yeah, <it was> just... <laughs> oh! <laughs> and Taylor is now unemployed. Like, Taylor, yeah. Taylor, we have cameras in that room. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I started to cry. Legit tears were coming down my face. It, and it was just the way that the trailer kickstarted. Like, just I was in awe because I heard uh, John Hammond's words just creating something mm-hmm. that was real. You could reach out and touch. And just the visuals was beautiful. It was just such a silent, slow score. And then I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. Like, I, I, knew it was, I knew they were in the movie. But as soon as I just saw Alan Grant, the nostalgia just hit me. And then I really started to just the tears were pouring out. I was so happy just to see that. I felt like I was uh, like, I felt like I was a little kid again, watching Jurassic park for the first time just to see this. And now to be who I am now and get this again, these movies and Alan Grant has had a huge impact on my life, just not from the movies, but from the novels as well. So yeah, everything that's going on this trailer, I've watched it so many times and I'm going to watch it again after the podcast ends tonight. But it's just, it's so awesome. I'm so excited to see everything we we're going to get. And there were so many surprises. I'm just going to like highlight a few other more things and we'll get more depth with this discussion. But I didn't expect to see Baby Blue. That's why, you know, my name mm. tonight. I was absolutely delightful. Super, super stoked about that. Um, 
everything else that we got, like seeing Laura Durham was just fantastic. More Jeff Goldblum was fantastic. Just seeing like the whole crew of like these six characters with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard just standing there. Like Alan Grant and Chris Pratt saying the same line and Alan Grant like kind of like looks at him. It's just Sam Neill is just, he's one of my favorite actors and I just love seeing him back in this role with these characters. And it just feels like, it, it's sad to say this, but this is a kind of excitement that I really would have love to have seen in like that star wars sequel trilogy just to have the og3 back together we okay uh, blah, blah, okay i'll give you that i was gonna say you can go back and watch multiple trailer reactions taylor was very excited for all those star wars movies oh so. i was i was and I'm, I'm not like again this isn't flack like one thing that would have been like really awesome though would have been to have all three characters side by side at some point in the sequel trilogy but I remember, I don't know which cast I had said it on, but I remember stating like, hey, I'm getting it. I'm getting something like that in this. And now that it's mm -hmm. here and I saw with my own eyes that footage and that's that shot of the, those characters together again just blew my mind. And yeah, the, there's just so much, just the dynamic of the dinosaurs living in the, you know, man's kind of world and everything like that is going to be so cool just to see how it unfolds i love jurassic world evolution too just getting to deal with dinos in more of the human setting and these different environments seeing seeing the dinosaurs in the snow seeing them all over the place and the dilophosaurus making a comeback that was a huge kicker like that is was that the one, one with the, the yeah that's that's my favorite that yeah. oh that was one of the things that terrified me as that's a kid, how bryce so. dallas howard's going on in the movie <laughs> oh shit she shoots the venom chris pratt has to watch her die Fuck. another scene too this this is why i'm i'm just i'm glad he's like off. i am popping off colin trevorrow yes he wrote fallen kingdom but i'm glad he's in the director's chair for this one because i feel like we're getting so much cool scenery especially when bryce dallas howard goes underneath that water and just how mm -hmm. the camera pans out and like the teeth and the jaw are just right above aiming down it's absolutely terrifying those are the kind of things that really capsulate those intense moments that steven spielberg delivered back with the original jurassic park these are the things i want to see and i want to be on edge with there was that scene quickly i think it was Maisie kind of going into the uh the cage and the jaws like biting on the sides mm -hmm. of it and it, it just delivers I want to be spooked. I want to be happy. I want to cry. And I know there's going to be some moments in this where I'm going to shed tears. Every Jurassic World, like that, yeah, the two of them, they've made me cry with certain moments with the dinosaurs. I have no doubt in my mind I'm going to be crying again with this. I hope so badly Alan Grant makes it out of this alive. I really, really do. I thought Taylor was going to say, I hope so badly I don't see it with Travis. But don't worry. We'll ensure that Taylor and I do not see it together <laughs> for safety issues. Well, Taylor was going ham, and I, I I haven't even shared my thoughts at all. He was just going off. So uh, let's take our next ad break, and then I'm going to get into what I thought about this trailer. So we'll be right back. And we're back. So, um, yeah, it, it's interesting. People know I really did like Jurassic World. I have liked it less as I've gotten away from it, but I did really like the concept. I thought it was really – I love Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is legitimately – I've always said that first film, if anyone were to look me dead in the eye and say that's the greatest movie of all time – I can't fight you. Of course, I'd say, oh, it's this, it's this. But, like, it's one of those where it's just, like, you talk about a movie that's nearly perfect. It's on that list. It's just, like, boom. That's as Steven Spielberg just changed the game there. And classic characters that we see in these trailers. So I, I was very interested how – I was very curious to see a trailer because – I've always wanted this concept because I think I was talking about up into Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. So I like what we got. I didn't like how we got there. The, that girl in the trailer with the brown hair, that's the same one from the last one. Like, it's Maisie, the clone. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So she keeps saying... Like <laughs> 
<laughs> every bad thing that's going on, I hope she's just reminded, like, yeah, this is your fucking fault, little girl. Like, look what you did. But um, no, I, it's funny. Uh, U.S. Clay Gent, uh, Clay from Patreon, he was bringing up, like, all these trailers lately, like Rise Skywalker, Ghostbusters stuff. Like, they have this feeling of, like, it kind of starts quiet, then it shows you a few things you remember, characters coming back, name dropping, and then big action and stuff like that, showing the new and the old characters together. So it's 100% a formulaic trailer. And I don't know what it is because I felt the same way about Sonic 2. I I attribute to just because we had so many movies delayed and I just missed movies, but I loved this trailer. Now, I, I'm I'm a, you know you, you know fool me once shame on you fool me twice can't get fooled again as George Bush said. But what I am excited for is there's the two dynamics of one. I think the dynamic of exploring a world right now with dinosaurs that's great. So when we haven't done before perfect. That's what Jurassic World probably two should have done i was fine with jurassic world being about the park because we never got to that so i think this is going in a direction that even all the stuff of just seeing chris bratt in the streets with like the motorcycle getting away from raptors all the different locations of seeing these dinosaurs it's very visually appealing i have no issues i think the movie will be visually appealing so that's gonna be good and is the original characters coming back no matter what i'm going to be interested in like some things i think definitely some could die i think it's tough i don't it is tough because we we like how do you not you know how do you not go for the heart and kill one of those characters off but at the same time you can always make the point that they won't because you know sequels or two i just still am at the point where i do like obviously the star wars when the different route. like we're taking them all out or taking them all out i'm still at a point where i still like certain characters to just survive not everyone has to die you know and that's where it's just like look at cap and endgame as of right now he's gone they could have killed him but i like like hey he got a happy ending and if we never see him again that was his story not everyone has to die and i feel like we've kind of been conditioned that way when they come back like oh you gotta kill him off and i i think that i can't say it. i just feel like there's a movie in the past few months that did that very very well actually a couple movies that did that very very well so I really like the trailer. I was I got hyped. I got goosebumps, and it's just because of the score. But I got goosebumps when um, Alan Grant and I always forget her na- real name. But Ellie Lord Ellie, yeah. I, I should stop forgetting it now. It's the name of my daughter. But like when they met and they had that like tinge of like the classic Jurassic Park theme, that was great. So I think what I'm gonna go and sing the song. I'm just gonna go in, and I know what to expect. I'm just gonna go in for a good time, a good adventure, and that's what I think this is gonna be. And I think it can allow because there's a lot of new things to do here with this world and with these characters. All the different dynamics of these characters meeting. We don't have the screaming guy from Pokemon, Detective Pokemon, back. So I'm happy about that. So Justice as a as of right now, everything I've seen, I love the Universal logo being like the uh, the dinosaur egg. Like everything I've seen from the marketing and the trailers, I've liked. So I I I I don't think it's gonna fall because like, if you looked at Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, for me there was like the nephew and the cloning of the kid and the whole like um, what is it uh, when you die? What do you when you leave a piece of paper for someone? Inheritance. Yeah, the will. Like there's that and the control of it. And like, oh, I'm this character you've never met. I don't think that's gonna be really this. I think this is gonna be that big epic adventure. And to, it's not that they're taking a shot, but it did. It definitely is. Hey, 
Like, look at what Star Wars didn't do. We're like, and it's not even the oh, are they gonna get back together? Are we gonna see you know Malcolm, Ellie, and uh, Doctor Grant back together? No, they're showing you like, no, they're gonna be together, and they're gonna have lots of scenes together. I'm assuming at least. I feel like that's what the trailer is doing. Because I, I think we've heard that before that they're in the movie and they're in the movie quite a bit, which is good. You know, it's not just gonna be oh, we're showing you the stuff they're in. So whether it is these new characters with the old ones or the old characters coming back, like just seeing. And that's where yeah, I, I'm very torn on Star Wars because you can argue that Disney, the most greedy company ever, maybe like how did they not do Luke, Leia and Han together on screen? But at the same time, when people say like, oh, you know, Force Awakens, just a cover song at the same time, that's fucking bold for JJ not to do that. That's an easy play. Right. And that's not, not saying controversial is being easy, but it is an easy play. It isn't easy to get people excited to show them all three. Cause even someone like myself who really did not like the last sequel, you show all three of them together. I'm hyped. I'm ready to go. So JJ made a bold move. Like, no, we're going to kill Han Solo. You're not going to see the three together. And that happens in life. Right. So that's where it's like, that's always to me a great debate if I see both sides, but they're taking the other route. And I think this franchise, I'm happy they are because it's just, uh, especially this will be the first time they are together since the, uh, it's not like Luke, Leia, and Han, and maybe that's why that felt a bit more important to people because we had a movie of Dr. Grant alone. I know Ellie was in it for a little bit, but really he was alone. We had a movie with Malcolm alone. So they kind of went on their own adventures, and now it's bringing them back together. Where Star Wars, those two were so locked together in all movies, right? So... I'm excited. I want to like it. I want to have a good time. And that's what this looked like. So I'm really, ho- I'm hoping it at least veers towards the first Jurassic World. And if it does that, then I'm solid and it's good, I guess, close to this trilogy. But as we've heard, it's not going to, it's not going to go away. And I know, I think you and Kirkland were maybe on the same bandwagon. I think Chris Pratt and Bryce will still be around, honestly. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they will be. I, I don't. You think they're going away? See. No, no, I think they will be around. Oh. Like, I don't necessarily. A couple think weeks ago, you said see. Chris Pratt would be gone. And I'm like, no, I was listening. I was like, no way. He's still he's sticking that? around. Oh, well, yeah. I watched the trailer and it changed my mm. mind. Uh, I do think that Alan Grant, Ellie Sattler, and Ian Malcolm, this is like the final thing in their chapter, obviously. I think this is just a great nod to the franchise and the fan base just to have them kind of reprise their roles and come back but i don't necessarily maybe it's like a little cameo it really depends how this story is going to go i won't know if they're coming back or not until i watch this movie really yes, it's just yeah. going to be hard to know but i i'm just excited to get this dawn of the planet of the apes-esque dinosaur Absolutely. adventure this is like for me lost world jurassic park with jeff goldblum mm-hmm. when we got that t-rex in the main line in the city that is like when I was a little kid, that was like the bee's knees. I loved it so much. And so now we have this large scale. It's no longer confined to an island. We're all going to so so many different locations, like you said, and so much just unfolding. Oh, man. When he's riding the bike being chased by those raptors and he just mm-hmm. rolls into the courtyard and there's like two carnotaurs just kind of like chilling there. It's just, oh, my God. It's just going to be absolute chaos. And I love it. I actually would love that because I do like I'm sorry I do think Grant would be the one to bite it at out of all of them but I would love it if like Chris Pratt wasn't planning on coming back and that's how you subvert expectations that everyone expecting one of the OGs to die and Chris Pratt is the one to die I would love it if they did that and I like Chris Pratt I know everyone's I hope, like I hope like if they that was the case I hope it happens not <laughs> flat case Chris Pratt I want Alan Grant to stay alive so yeah. bad but I think they won't kill them because I think they'll keep them as franchises. And like I said, I'm fine if they don't kill them either. It's an adventure. They survive it. They're you know experts. So 
Sure. And I'm, I'm just excited to see the crew back together. It's, it's been quite all. I know we've seen photos and whatnot, but I, I'm excited to see Jeff Goldblum doing a bit more serious stuff as well. And I do got to ask you, too, do you think Ellie is still with her husband? Because I wonder, because obviously Jurassic Park, one, they were a couple. Three, they split apart for whatever reason. She had a new husband. She had kids. What do you think her status is now? I mean, they could write it any which way they want. It's been a few years in the timeline. I'm not it's been super decades. honed in on it. Like they, yeah, he he could be out of the picture, or whatnot. Like obviously, the kid was still really really young in Jurassic Park three, so she's mm-hmm. a stay at home mom at the time. It makes sense, you know. She's a paleobotanist and she's just working at home and just taking care of the kids while he's working for the government. So I think now the kid's older, she's back in the field, just going doing what she does, and yeah, I think I think that's awesome. I was chuckling myself, like, wouldn't that be something if like. I know it's not the case, but like Chris Pratt was like, yeah, I'm Laura Dern's kid, which wouldn't make sense. But just like if you're like Alan Grant, like, what? This is your son, Ellie? Like just some weird mumbo jumbo like that. But again, I don't well, think I could, they're going to do that. I don't think they could, but they easily could if they wanted to because he oh, could yeah. have the dad's name and stuff like that. No, they're going to get it on. They're going to fuck on top of T-Rex, a sleeping T-Rex. Who, and... Chris Pratt and Ellie? No, no, no. Uh, Ellie and... Oh, Laura Dern and Sam Neill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. No, my prediction is she will be divorced, and they will hint at that rekindling again. I don't know if it actually happens, but that's that's my thing. Because I was always disappointed when she was married. I was like, oh fuck, they're they didn't make it work. You know, that sucks. It's so. it's funny because in the books, she's like she's she's in school, and he's he's much older. Like there's a significant age gap, but they mm. they weren't really. I never took it as they were really romantic in the books, but. Or I guess the original book, but he was definitely he expressed interest. They definitely had they might have like a fling, I guess, or something. I don't know, but it wasn't to the scale that it was represented. Like they were full on like within the same age range, couple and everything in the movie. And I, I like that the same dynamic age range. <laughs> I think yeah, in the movie, I would say they're probably within. I don't mean like the actors. I mean the characters. Oh, but even are then, like I've... ten within ten years easily. But I feel like even the movies are doing that because Sam Neill's like all gray and grizzled and everything like that, and Laura Dorn's still just looking fucking. In like, like the first fine. Jurassic Park or this one? Because the first Jurassic Park, Both. they were very no. In the first one, they were so much similar, and that you could tell they were He's, very romantically no, involved. Yeah, in but they're still an older dude. So he is seventy four and she's fifty five. There's literally almost twenty years apart. To me, I always did take it as like. The, that first one is because like there is like an age scrap. He's a little older, but that's also why they don't get married because she wants to have kids and do everything like that. And that's not a part of his life. Like he's past that and everything. Mm-hmm. So and like I said, to me, it's just this trailer. He's looking grizzled and gray and kind of scruffy. She's just looking like a fucking runway model and stuff. So I think they're still playing up like, oh, you're the the old guy and stuff Admiral like that. Holdo. Yeah. She, I love again the callback, which is that scene where she takes the glasses off. She's dressed just like she was in Jurassic Park, and I'm thinking, you sons of bitches, I know what you're fucking doing, and it's working. Like all these little callbacks and the things that just speak to the fans, right? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how many callbacks there are and stuff. But yeah, that's coming out in June. That'll be a big one. We'll be doing the Jurassic Park retrospective for that finally. So. uh yeah, look out for that. Uh, next was, you know, you talk about some of that was impacted Taylor's childhood. Now it's my turn because Lightyear, we randomly, again, I think that there might be a, another, that's what I'm thinking with Jurassic World and with um, Lightyear, we're going to get like maybe 30 second versions of these trailers at the Super Bowl and something like that. And they'll do the whole like, watch the full trailer online now. But uh, same thing, Lightyear was rumored for Super Bowl. It's out. This was fantastic. It actually gave us a bit more of the plot as far as we don't know at all, but they've been on this 
planet for like a year or something and they're like either doing experiments or research and stuff like that so before she's like okay it's buzz you know doing stuff but that's the thing he's looking into something and then whatever's on this planet i imagine is gonna be something important something they need for energy life whatever it may be but all of a sudden and man did my heart warm up you talk about seeing sam neil and stuff like that you were lucky you knew these fuckers were gonna be in the movie i had a feeling my man zerg was gonna be in it but i didn't know and i thought there's a chance just because they're like oh well this is the real buzz and this is the realistic story and it's the real world i was like yeah, they might take it out, or Zerg might be like this lame, like commander guy, like a Turbo Tastic, where it's like he seems like he's scary, but he's actually like the the treats guy. Like ah, like what could they do here? Are they gonna be really cheeky? And all I want is them just to admit, give me a like Darth Vader version of Zerg. Now I still think there's a chance that there could be like a man behind the you know curtain, a Wizard of Oz style. I don't really want that because they could easily do almost like what Lex Luthor does in the comics where he has the suit of armor. There could be some little old guy in that suit, and I really don't want that. But if it is, I'll, I'll wait and see how they do it. But still, even just the concept of Zerg, the fact that it's there, he's looking great. I love the robots that were in the Buzzer Lightyear game in Toy Story 2. They've like had them like modern and stuff like that. I think this all looks great and just like weird jokes like, oh, he's the cat robots like offer him all these noises and he's like, no, nah, give me white noise. And it's like, and they make white noise. Like, okay, perfect. Good night. And it's just, I love that they're making Buzz like this kind of hard ass space ranger and stuff. So I, this movie is just, uh, it's the same thing as Jurassic World where every marketing I think has been on point from posters to trailers. And I think uh, this is just going to be a great time in the movies and I'm ready for, I'm ready for this adventure of Lightyear. I'm ready for it to make as much money as possible. And I want multiple of these. I want the real life Woody. I want, I, I want it all. But even if it's just this, this, everything I've seen looks phenomenal so far. Taylor, where are you on uh, Lightyear? I love the dynamic and the aesthetic again of this of this show again. Like they've landed the animation style, which always just blows my mind whenever I see it. And now that we got this trailer, it was super exciting to just kind of get a little bit more of the backstory, what's going on. We can tell, okay, it seems like they're stranded on this planet and they're trying to be, he's going to be the first one to kind of blast off and see where this goes. And he goes to new heights, new wonders. And this is when Zerg kind of gets, comes into the picture. Mm -hmm. And when he pops in, like he is like, it is crazy. I mean, the, my first experience with Zerg was in Toy Story 2 when Zerg's just like creeping in and following him and everything like that. And Again, he looked cool there. It's just neat to see him. Like he looks different. Like mm -hmm. he, before, he had like a it looked like a cloak almost, a robotic cloak and everything like that. Now he's got like the legs and he's a giant robot. It just seems so cool. I'm super super jazzed to get into this and see uh, Chris uh, Chris Evans, not Pratt. Chris Evans as uh, Buzz Lightyear, kind of just chilling around with his cat, his robotic cat that's just kind of mm -hmm. there. I I chuckled a lot when the cat was like. <laughs> he did the white noise sound effect. It really got to me. So, yeah, and I can't remember who else, but there was a good cast on it too. I know Taika's in it. There was some I can't remember what female actress too. So there, there's some good people in it. But yeah, that's coming out. I think is that also June light year. I think it might be. It yeah. is. Uh... So June's a packed month. Family Clay's 100 percent right. I don't understand. Star Command needs to be on Disney Plus by time this movie release. Yeah, I don't understand why we don't have it. It's just very frustrating that I've had to go on like YouTube to watch episodes, especially with the kids. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it unless it's one of these weird things. Like, well, we want this to be our own thing. That's not canon, you know, something like that. So, is it June? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I found the year. 
The, Let's see. Well, that doesn't help us. We know it's this <laughs> year, you motherfucker. <laughs> I found the year. June seventeenth. So it's the week after Jurassic World. Oh, that's a good few weeks there. So uh, does Lightyear Bach uh Bach knock Jurassic World out at the box office, or like how do you think that's gonna go? Jurassic World takes number one slot at the box office the opening yeah. weekend. Second weekend, does it hold or does Lightyear dethrone it? Uh, that's tough for me. It's definitely dependent on the world and how that is. Cause definitely as like a parent myself, when cases are higher, you feel a lot reluctant to take your children to these situations. So I think that's all dependent where the world is. But if, if it's, if other movies are making money doing good, I do think so. Cause I think Jurassic world will have a pretty big drop off just cause it's, you know, number one, but I think it's one of these where it'd be very close and uh, Jurassic world could still easily, uh, up it because if it does great on the nostalgia game and people at least like it where because I feel here's the thing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom to me did not have good world mouth it still made a billion dollars so it's like if you can just even get past that I'm not saying it's gonna make a billion but I think with those original characters coming back the hype will really start to wound up when we get closer so I, I could see it still being in the second weekend so but that's like, that's the, like the parents' perspective then, which works both ways. Because for you, Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear, that's yes. nostalgic for you. W- what about like in the kids' sense? Do you think kids are going to be grabbing more onto Buzz Lightyear that they saw in like Toy Story three and four? Or are they going to be just dinosaurs? No, I think still Buzz Lightyear because like you look at Toy, like obviously kids have grown up since then. But Toy Story three and four are billion dollar movies; those were huge. And I also just think there's still a level of like Jurassic World could seem a little scary. You know, like it might seem a little too much, especially like that shot of Bryce Dallas Howard face that dinosaur. It's like that doesn't look. It's like no, you you kids aren't ready for that yet. So no, I think because Toy Story, you look at Disney Plus. You have multiple Toy Stories on there. You got short films. You have Forky Asked a Question. Like, they love, like, Toy Story, it's a bona fide hit. Like, it's one of these, the same thing as Jurassic World, billion-dollar franchise a few times over. So, it's funny. They both had their last two movies a billion dollars. So, it, it, I, I will predict it if gun to my head that Lightyear will beat it just because I think it's going to be huge. Lightyear mm-hmm. is there, you know, is an Iron Man or something like that for them. So, mm-hmm. Well, another movie, we don't know if it's going to be huge because it be on Netflix, but a movie I've been very interested ever since I saw the plot synopsis and the cast, The Adam Project. I accidentally promoted it as The Alex Project, so I forgot about that. But this is a movie where you have a kid. He's, I don't know, he's just having a tough time because he lost, <laughs> I guess he is. He's having a tough time because he lost, uh, cause he lost his dad. Uh, his dad's played by Mark Ruffalo. His mom's played by Jennifer Gardner. Very funny. Nice, like, 13 going on 30 reunion there. It's very weird that that's happening. Have you ever seen that movie, Taylor? 13 going on 30? Yeah. Mm, oh, man. You should watch Madison. It's a great, great movie. Andy Serkis is in a great. So it's Jennifer Gardner. It's She's a 13-year-old kid, and she wishes she'd just be 30 because she hates her life and stuff like that. And it jumps, you know. 17 years later and she's 30 and like a it's a 13 year old and a 30 year old's body and stuff like that and it's jennifer gardner playing that and mark ruffles the love interest yeah definitely watch it really enjoyable like fun spin just like this as far as like this could just be a comedy but there's a fun spin as far as lost his dad mark ruffalo all of a sudden the stranger comes from a spaceship it's ryan reynolds and they start to slowly figure out that they are one the same because ryan reynolds character has or has figured out time travel and now they're going on this adventure and then also it links up that now it's going to be a time travel movie that has adam the kid adam the ryan reynolds version and then they go and get their dad so you got all three this is one where the concept looks very fun i always like these type of multiverse like 
time travel like characters with another version i always like like freaky friday body switches stuff like that like these this is a trope i really like but i think the two things that really help it is the cast is great like even zoe saldana's in this it's like jesus like the list like netflix has for their pocketbook is great but it's directed by sean levy who obviously stranger things but you know didn't get much love on the golden geeks but most of us really like to love free guy and i i had an outstanding time with that theater it's a very watchable movie so sean levy is directing this so to me it has nothing but i don't know just green for go like I, i'm liking the cast liking the concept liking the director so i can't wait it's all i couldn't believe it's march like it's coming around the corner so i'm not sure how taylor feels but i at least myself i'll definitely be reviewing this one because march i think it's like march 11th so it's the week after batman so if that's an easy put in and watch so taylor would you be joining me on this uh review for adam project i i mean if the opportunity presents itself i want to like that's all i'm gonna say how like, non-committal this bastard yeah, yeah if so so no like the watching the trailer like i was getting like last mimsy vibes which is a good thing like this is this feels like something that we haven't had for a lot at least a long time these kind of these kind of movies i think are just too far in between i guess of each other where it just feels like it's like something like a kid can watch it's just got great effects it doesn't feel cheesy it's just got a good fun story with some cool action and just a really good kind of heartwarming kind of message enveloped inside of it so i'm down for it movies like this definitely they they get to me a little bit so i'm interested but i feel like you weren't that interested because it took a lot for you to even say like hey you might had to build up to it you might watch the movie and stuff like that but uh yeah, I, I really like the trailer. I don't think we'll get too many more because Netflix doesn't seem to do that. But uh, And then our final trailer, I'm excited to get your thoughts on this one. Uh, Men, directed by Alex Garland. Uh, it's A24, Taylor. You bastards didn't give a green Green enough love. But A24 is back with, it seemed like, some sort of... I don't exactly know. As always, A24, you don't know what's going on. But I will tell you, A24 does one thing good. And luckily, Alex Garland... I loved Ex Machina. I liked Annihilation. I need to watch it again because so many people love it. I go, okay, maybe I need to really give it one more go around. But still, I'm he's one of these guys that okay, the second he's directing something, gonna be doing something, I'm I'm here for it. This trailer didn't tell us much, but man, it left an impression on me. That sound that she makes in the like whatever the what like the archway yeah the yeah, archway the tunnel and the fact that they like splice that and remix it with music and at first it's just like she sees a guy in the distance like okay this is a creepy guy but then there's one scene where it looks like an alien like zombie thing and then when you get up close again it's like another guy but it's like his skin's rotting i don't know what's going on i have no idea just it looked very trippy i had goosebumps watch it i loved this trailer and i was gonna probably watch it anyways because a24 i like to see what they do, they do very experimental, different movies. And you talk about movies that you don't see often. That's usually A24. But uh, I loved the just the feeling of this trailer. And I don't know what the fuck it's going to be about, but I'm excited to find out. Taylor Field is someone that has a, a, a mixed relationship, but I say with A24 the best. What do you think about this trailer? And you saw Ex Machina, right? I've never seen Ex Machina. Oh, my goodness. you got to watch it. Oscar Isaac, Alicia Van Kander, robot movie. Oh, I like robots. Uh this was, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely freaky and I'm thinking, okay, like where's the Bigfoot going to pop out here? But yeah, I have a dynamic relationship with a 24. I'd say I'm pretty sure we saw the green Knight make a cameo in this trailer. That wasn't mm-hmm. that his face on the, the wood there. Um, Could be. 
But yeah, what do I think it's about? I mean, it definitely at parts feels spiritual. It also feels a little bit like alien wise too, like you said, but mm. maybe men is reference to men in black or something like that. Or maybe it's got something more along the lines of just being a biblical sort of story. And I say that because of the apples falling from the tree and it involves this woman and I just feel like maybe there's something going on there. Like she, I don't know. I think it's just kind of got some messaging in reference to something, but uh, it's hard to say. You really don't get much, but like you said, the whole like, ha, 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 into the sound was like, uh, the music was definitely unnerving. A hundred percent. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something. So yeah, I, I just said coming soon. So I don't know if there's a date or the trailer was being fun and whatnot. So uh, at least a few of us will be watching it. I'm sure maybe it will come and go on Geeks. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so let's move into – we got lots of Lord of the Rings to talk about, which is exciting. So you got Lord of the Rings. It's coming out – well, I guess we there's two things, I guess. Let's start with the thing that's off to the side right now, and then we'll get into the other things. We got the trailer coming out this weekend. But then right now – the film, TV, and video game rights are coming up for, I can't remember which company, but they're coming up and they're going to be up for grabs for the Lord of the Rings novels, the original trilogy there are books. Taylor Field, what do you think about this? Because you have somebody in the past that you've said, hey, you know, I don't really need remakes of these films. And that's not necessarily what these would do, but this is just, like, this is a massive IP, and I imagine that some studio is going to want to do something with it. So one... Like, do you have any preference of where it would go? And two, what do you want to see with this happening now that the Lord of the Rings are kind of back up for grabs for somebody? So I'm going to use a, a little bit of a story here to equate this scenario. Mm-hmm. When I was younger and I'd want to go buy video games and sometimes you couldn't always get like new games. This is back when GameStop sold e- GameCube games. You know, I'd see like Smash, uh, Smash Bros. on the shelf, Smash Bros. Melee. Couldn't afford it, but they had like a used copy for like 20 bucks cheaper. So I'd have to count all like the change that I had in my pocket to hope that I had enough to actually be able to afford this glorious IP. And not everyone has enough money to be able to snag it. Sometimes people do have enough money, but at the end of the day, I think all of these major streaming sites and companies are counting their dollars saying, how can we shell out $2 billion bucks to buy the lord of the rings ip not just the films but the games as well that's huge i was talking to you earlier about this off air and i was pitching like i'd love to see now dynamics aside for season eight game of thrones i would love to see like a warner bros hbo kind of like tackle something like that because they do deliver good quality stuff i mean seven out of eight seasons that's pretty damn good odds if i dare say say so myself now, when you look at the other options, I could see like a Disney just diving into it. Sure, why not? Kirkland pitched Xbox, I think kind of jokingly, but you never know. Uh, I just think whoever latches onto it is going to be in a whole new world of possibility, not only for the games. I think the games are much more easier to kind of fandangle with for amongst the fan base and just the GA and the community. But dealing with the films and the cinematic aspect uh, you and Kirkland are probably going to get much more into it on Sunday, but like even you were talking about a little bit briefly today, uh, you're dealing with some people that are going to love it and some people that are going to hate it. And I I don't have the pre-existing information of this, the books and 
the extended universe that Kirkland dives into. My mm-hmm. knowledge is literally the three Hobbit films and the three Lord of the Rings films. That is it. And I love it. So if we're getting this show, the the uh, you know Rings of Power, Rings and then we power. get another company that dives in and does a remake or does something else and does their take or interpretation of it, it's going to be hard to actually to beat that like cinematically for me, whereas games, I'm okay with whatever they dish out. But at the end of the day, if they don't even decide to do remakes, but they decide to keep doing more Rings of Power content where they're just diving into different areas and eras and aspects of Middle Earth, I can back that. And it's going to be hard to disappoint me with that because it's just more content in this world that they're just building and adding on to. Unlike other people that do have that pre-existing knowledge, they're going to go in thinking, oh, well, you know, Gladriel's hair should have been in a bun, not draping down over her shoulder and braided, you know, like... I don't know what the people are going to be fighting about, but it, I imagine it's going to be pretty ruthless, which I respect because I was like that with the <laughs> Halo trailer. And at the end of the day, though, just try to like grit your teeth and just try to look at it from a different perspective and just be open to the interpretation of what they're trying to do. That's all I can say. Yeah, you just got to, with all this stuff, and like we'll talk about Rings of Power a little bit, but you just got to be open to adaption because that's what it is it's not gonna be a full-on rip from screen or book to screen stuff like that as much as we would like that sometimes it just maybe can't happen it's better for the story so yeah i will talk about my thoughts on the lord of the rings situation and rings of power after this ad break and we're back so uh yeah rings of power we'll talk about in a second because we got a few images we got one thing that i'm very happy about that we got confirmed but um so these films and games right it's interesting because i don't know and maybe it's stated this but i still think there could be a way to split them i don't know what like do they have to come together because if you look at the movies warner brothers aka new line cinema had lord of the rings but then warner brothers games had like shadow of war and lord of the rings and stuff like that right so it's one of these things that are they a bundle package or could you split them? I'm not sure. I'll leave the gaming side for a side quest because I know Dylan and Kirk are going to talk about that. I think there's multiple, multiple good companies out there that could buy a Lord of the Rings gaming thing and do something well. I guess, too, it's kind of unfortunate that I don't think we'll be getting any more of Shadow of any series now because if Warner Brothers didn't get it, that would be gone. So uh, that's a shame. I love those games, but hey, there's two great ones to go back and play, and I will probably do Shadow of uh, uh, War here soon again. But... For the films, it's very interesting because I have somebody the same way as Harry Potter. I've pitched that what you got to do is the films are too close. One day the films will be remade. It's a big IP. It's a classic story, and there's new things you could do. There's new advances in technology, and there's lots of things in the book they didn't get to, right? Um, or even like fully adapt completely. I've always said that that's why you do TV because TV is like a completely new version of, okay, it's not walking over the movie. It's like, well, we're taking our time to do it this way and show you like Tom Bombadil and stuff like that from Lord of the Rings that you couldn't do in a movie, but we're going to do it here, even with the extended cuts. And I'm someone that loves extended cuts. I'll take like five movies. There's this rumor today of the prologue is like the first two mm-hmm. episodes is just an hour and a half and it's just a prologue of the series. That stuff where I go, man, I don't know if the general alliance is going to like that, but that sounds fucking great for me. Like I love that. It was also confirmed it's gonna be eight episodes but for me the reason i'm talking about that and rings of power kind of together is i feel that you have net like who are the big dogs you got disney i think like it sounds weird but i feel like 
Disney's got enough between Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, their things. They don't, they really don't need it, you know, and they just acquired all the Fox stuff. They haven't even done Fantastic Four. They haven't even done X-Men. They're just putting out a Predator film this year. They're just doing an Alien TV series. They're working on Planet of the Apes. Like, there's so many IPs that they have. They don't really need it. Netflix, sure, Netflix is huge. I would trust it as far as putting out some good quality, especially for shows. Movies, you never know. But for the show, I'd be like, okay, they'd be a good suitor. Um, the only thing is, like, do they want another kind of fantasy type genre, like fantasy genre type of show or platform with them? Because I feel like most of these are like, okay, this is our space show. It's almost like video game companies. They're like, this is our, like Bethesda. Here's our space game. Here's our medieval game. And here's our post-apocalyptic modern day game you know and i feel like if netflix and this is where i throw in uh hbo slash warner brothers they have that same thing with game of thrones where they're doing multiple spin-offs all this based on game of thrones so they really want to take on lord of the rings and be like oh we're gonna do that too same thing netflix they want to take on witcher and lord of the rings i don't think so and that's why i literally do think it is prime for amazon to take this and it's one of these things that it's gonna cost you lots of money you don't have to do some with it, but like you should. Obviously, you spend lots of money with it. But to me, it's like the games. Amazon's starting to dip their toes in games, so that could be a big thing to really set them apart. Like, hey, we're doing a big franchise game or whatever it is with Lord of the Rings. Here it is. The second thing is with the films, or they don't have to be films or the books. I just feel that you can leave it open. If Rings of Power, they've invested billions of dollars and go multiple seasons. But the thing about Rings of Power is at the end of the day, it's so far in the future. There's going to be stuff we don't know about. But at the end of the day, when we get that final season, we know where the story's going. We know like exactly where the story's going. Now, that's the thing where the show just ends of like, I think it will end properly, but it almost just feel like it could end on like a, it's not going to end on a cliffhanger, but it just ends the same way of like Obi-Wan in Revenge of Sith dropping off Luke on Tatooine it's like that is the end of the story but we know there's much more to it that's the same way this is like I think it's going to end but we'll always be like yeah but there's still Frodo will come to Sir Aragorn stuff like that if they have that they at least have the option of hey Rings of Power ends huge success let's say and then six months a year later they go hey we're doing Fellowship of the Ring as a series or fuck we're doing The Hobbit because The Hobbit's in the suit we're doing The Hobbit one season of The Hobbit here you go a six episode thing it just gives them the option to do that. And like I said, I would love that. I would. I think that's the way to go is do a TV show for Lord of the Rings instead of a movie because there's less comparing that. It's very different. And then you could have like the woman who plays Galadriel. Look at that. She carries over into Lord of the Rings. So I feel they're primed. My worry is that like some other company just randomly gets some like a Sony or something. I don't think it would be because they, they uh, their film companies aren't um, – like the past years, they've talked about selling, right? They're not now. Spider-Man's doing great. They're on the uptick. But still, they don't have a streaming service. So, I, and I almost, for me, just like to have it together right now, I'd love Amazon to get it. Because it's going to be really weird if, let's say, you know, Lord of the Rings or Bring of Powers on Amazon. And then you have, like, the Lord of the Rings new trilogy remake or the series. And it's, like, on Paramount+. Plus. Like, it's like they're going to feel like competing in a way. So, mm -hmm. it's just funny that rights can get divvy out and like that. But, uh yeah, we'll see. I think it'll be a little bit, or maybe it'll be like um, like Amazon. Oh, they bought the Bond ones too. So, yeah, that, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. So the other thing is we got, and I don't think we'll go fully depth of these because we're going to talk about these later on on Sunday because we'll get actually footage with them. Uh, big one, but I could definitely see Lord of the Rings being a sidling. Do you know what he means by that, Taylor? A sidling? I'm assuming just kind of like put on the back burner. 
outside a little bit while they focus on other things. You guess it, big woman. Let us know what you th- meant there, and then we'll uh, comment on it more. But uh, let's see. Oh, a salt. There we go. A solid four to five ah. series, if done correctly. I think the rumor is they've already paid for at least two, maybe three. So they're they're in the long game of Lord the, or Rings of Power. So. Uh, and if he's talking about Lord of the Rings as like just the books, oh yeah, I think every book you could do two seasons of, like easily. Like if you're do like look at the extended edition, some of those are four hours. That's almost like two episodes away from a season, you know. So you could get multiple stuff. You could stretch it out. But either way, so the show, there's some images that come out. Uh, we had some fun with the the guy that's playing the elf and everything. But good thing is it's all looking good. I like it so far. I'm really excited to see emotion, see just kind of the pitch of what the show is. We know what it is, but I mean like them starting to put the idea of what they're trying to achieve with this one. For me, this is something that I wanted to shout out because I've been harping on it since this announcement happened. They announced the show, got the showrunners and whatnot, yada, yada, yada. And then they did casting calls and they said, must be fine with nudity, all this stuff. And the showrunners, I'm not going to pull up the exact quotes, but the showrunners today, they came out and to paraphrase, they're like, hey, we know there was like some concern early on when this stuff came out. The use of nudity is going to be more for dramatic purposes, like maybe a painting or let's say if there was like, like the Urukai when they like burst out into towers or like Lord of the Rings and they're like, you're kind of nude. That's what they're kind of insinuating that the nudity would be used for is that stuff. Not like sex scenes. And it, it... Oh, oh, there you are. They even said like there might be sex implied, which I'm fine with. They kind of apply that a few times throughout the series, but just not what I was worrying about that. Hey, you're going to get some scene of like Tyrion in a brothel and you're just seeing naked people everywhere getting on. It's like for Lord of the Rings, I didn't really want that. I know it's not the movies, but they got Howard Shore and the showrunners did say that like they're aiming this that a 10, 11, 12, 13 year old could watch. They said there's going to be some scary stuff where you might have to like pull your blanket over your eyes. But I feel like that's the same with Lord of the Rings movies. So to me, this was very refreshing news that it feels like it's keeping in that PG 13 stuff. And I know we talk about this all the time. Like, Oh, like you like stuff that's dark and gritty is great, but there's just certain things where it's like I don't, you know, like same thing. I wouldn't need that in a Star Wars, you know, and I I wouldn't need that here. There's just something about Lord of the Rings that I like it. It should be a could be kind of for all families, and they are fantasy tales. Like Tolkien did not write these as fucking hardcore gritty and Aragorn banging chicks and chop like, and there is graphic stuff, but. I'm happy that it sounds like this series is staying in the PG-13 realm. So, Taylor, this is something we've talked about a few times. Where are you now that the showrunners are kind of coming out clarifying, like, hey, like, this is what we're doing with the series. This is what the brief nudity was for. This is what we're aiming for, etc. Well, I was never really, like, panicking about the fact that we're going to get some, you know, elf booties and hooties and stuff like that or even some orc hooties. you know orc tatas you know i was never really orc like, tatas that taylor's really hoping for that go search that in next videos you'll probably find something orc oh, tatas yeah. no, i was never really kind of like putting too much thought into it i didn't really follow most of that whole dynamic and then i saw the, like the link you shared i read it a little bit and just thought you know we're trying to create something that's for like the 11 12 13 year olds but at the same time It'll be something where like you may have to cover your eyes like, a couple times just because it could be a little scary at moments, but it's something for all ages. And you know, if the human body at its core, like it's not a naked human body, is not a oh, sexual God. thing by definition. A human body is just a, it's just a collection of different electrons and energy, whatever you want to call it, just. 
I think people around. were worried though that when they were casting actors that they said need to be comfortable with nudity that people were expecting like sex scenes and stuff like that. Especially it's Amazon stuff like that, you know. Oh well, I mean that's fair, but at the end of the day, like just because someone's nude, people don't shouldn't have to necessarily just jump to the conclusion that's going to be sex. People are having sex in Lord of the Rings. I tell you right now, the like the uh, men of Rohan and all that stuff, they're fucking getting it on like no tomorrow. And I'm sure the elves are too. I mean, Legolas came from somewhere. We met the father and the Hobbit. So I don't really know where I'm going with this, but I'm just like, if they have sex in Lord of the Rings, that's, that's the thing. And I think the fact that if they're going to use nudity in ways that are beyond that, that's, that's perfectly fine. It's a different, it's not a different interpretation. It's just an interpretation of the human body. Like, they they, they I drop show, out. Uh, I come back and Taylor's still like the human body, the pieces of the human body. body. It sounded like a fucking uh, sixth grade sex ed teacher trying to not talk about boners and in stuff two like towers. That. Well, here's for for boner talking. Two towers. They didn't show the yurkai blast out of that like embryonic sack with a cock just oh. flying out. They just showed like they kept it very minute, which is what I imagine they do here. Like they probably show like a side boob, cock or, like, a, first. Ch- a cheek, <laughs> just a cock swing right out. What is that? <laughs> 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 I think it's a oh. Urkai cock. <laughs> Looks like meat's back on the menu. Oh, boys. God, fuck. <laughs> well, Taylor wasn't concerned. But you know what? I'm personally happy because I didn't need no hardcore fucking in my Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So, big one was 100% right. Taylor, you got to be in a lab because we first start talking like and that the human body. And yeah, here. That sounded completely alien, unnatural, uh, things like that. So. Uh, anything else on Lord of the Rings? Nope. Okay. Well, that's everything. We, there was one other story in the thing, but we're going to save that for next week because we ran longer here. We, <laughs> I think we probably talked double of Obi-Wan, what we were supposed to, but that's what happens when Taylor and I talk about and Star Clay Wars. And so. stoking the fire in the chat. Yeah, Jesus it's Clay's Clay. fault. It's Clay's fault. But no, it was just about the Rebel Moon cast and stuff like that. We'll probably talk about that more next week. There's even some rumors oh. we make. I do yeah. want to slide something in on Rebel Moon. I got to chuckle because he's probably partially right, but the direct, I believe it was the director. Like, it's harder for them to make movies like uh, Moonfall because you got movies like Star Wars and the MCU that's just like this is the normal trajectory of movies. Mm-hmm. So I'll put that out there. I just got a bit of a chuckle because it's a Di- sad but a little bit truthful. Different statement. directors, though. I don't actually know what the man's title was. He was just speaking in regards okay, to Okay, so you're mixing up a whole bunch of films. Yes, Roland Emmerich, who did Independence Day That's and Godzilla. One. Yeah, he talked about that, with, and he was promoting Moonfall. Rebel Moon is something different. You know this, right? Oh, it's the Snyder one. Yeah, the Moonfall one. That's what I was going for. <laughs> All these fucking moon titles in these movies. No, movies. Roland Emmerich is not directing Rebel Moon. That's Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, no, he is directing. Zack Snyder is making a Star Wars-like movie with a good cast but we're gonna talk about the next week because like i said we have lots of news topic and we still have to honestly we gotta review peacemaker so that's why so uh we will be back in a few days boy when does the peacemaker drop big wamba state if you're watching live uh we'll be live in five minutes talking about peacemaker if not it'll drop in the morning on the feeds on specifically probably the review feed first and then the news or the main one later so that's why i subscribed to all the feeds there but uh taylor field thank you very much for joining me here 
It's it's probably a good thing Kirkland didn't join. I feel like this would have been another three hour one. You know, we had some big topics. So he's mad about the all the different posters and characters <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. That one Every, elf we saw, he just like, yeah. couldn't couldn't stew on that very well. Like, oh yeah, that could have been me. I could have been that elf. No, yeah. Every time we go talk about Lord of the Rings, either it's Kirkland's day off or he got sick. So he says he'll be there Sunday. So we'll be talking about that trailer. So. That's when we'll be back. Lots of their content. Thank you very much for tuning in. And I promise when you hear from us next, it'll not be boring. Bye-bye.